social media has put a lot of resources into moderating hate speech, from adding human moderators to investing in AI. But these systems don't respond to things like sarcasm and humor well, and they have to serve as a cloak for more toxic content. Let's break it down. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss this issue is our social media expert, Queenie Wong. Welcome, Queenie. Thank you for having me. So you've got a great story looking at, in particular, a site that supposedly celebrates the achievement of Jews, but there's a lot more to that, right? The site had multiple social media accounts, including on Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. On the surface, you might not necessarily think that there's anything wrong with the content they posted. The site shares infographics that show, like, these are the prominent Jewish people who lead Ivy League universities, or claims that Jews pioneered American liberalism. And the site claims that its goal is to celebrate the achievements of Jewish people, but researchers and social media users started to suspect that it was actually trying to do the exact opposite, that it was bolstering anti-Semitic and false conspiracy theories like Jews control the world, but really hiding this intent by using ironic language. And this bogus idea that Jews are somehow trying to replace white Americans with non-white immigrants is something that appears to at least have partially motivated the alleged Buffalo shooter. Right. And and just to back things up, in terms of how you were actually able to identify this site, of which we're not, we're not mentioning here because we don't necessarily want to give it attention or traffic, but... Um, how did you find this? Because you mentioned the Buffalo Shooter uh, cited it. Was that sort of the, the tip-off to this uh, to this site? So I learned about the site from a disinformation researcher who was actually tracking the Instagram account tied to this website. And like other researchers, she was also reading through the 180-page document allegedly written by the Buffalo Shooter. And within that document were some of the infographics from the website that had also been shared on Instagram. And so I started to get really curious about, you know, what this account was and why exactly the platform had not taken it down yet. And and when you started looking at some of these social media posts, these Instagram uh, posts or TikTok or wherever, like what what, what did you find? Like what, what else did you uncover? So like I mentioned before, it is a little hard even for a human to kind of um, discern what the motive of this website is. Um, Because on the flip side, it could also be the case that maybe um, like some of the content was also on 4chan, like maybe somebody is taking the content and twisting it around to mean something else than what the site intended. But the big clue for me was that... um, Twitter had actually taken down the account back in 2021, even though at the time I was looking at it, the Instagram account and Facebook account were still up and the TikTok account were still up. And so that's kind of where I started. I um, asked Twitter about the actions they took and they said that the account had violated their ban evasion policy. So that indicated that the user had been banned before and was trying to evade it somehow um, with another account. They didn't go into too much detail, but that was kind of a clue that something was awry. And then and the Instagram account had also posted 
about a Patreon page in which they ask people to donate. I think it was like $2 a month to fund like fighting misinformation or something, you know, ironically. And that Patreon page had also been pulled down. And when I asked Patreon about it, they said it had violated their hate speech rules. So those two platforms at least had found something early on that signaled to them that perhaps the site was not was what it seemed on the surface. But it is a very tough problem because it's not immediately obvious. They're trying to evade, you know, detection. Right. And, and um, to that point, like Facebook and Instagram sort of react a little bit differently, right? Like they they didn't necessarily pull it down initially when they were alerted about this. Yes. So the researcher ha- said she had reported it like multiple times last year and she nothing was ever done about the Instagram account. And then she kind of gave up because it's, you know, a little frustrating and she just started tracking it. And, you know, at the time when I was reporting this story, I had reached out to Instagram and Facebook um, and they didn't respond immediately right away. And so um, I was kind of curious as well, um, like, does this actually violate the rules in some way? And why is the website allowed on their platform, but not others? And I received this, you know, at some point I had like a side conversation <laughs> with the Meta employee and they said, well, have you tried reporting the account, you know? And I, you know, I usually don't, but I was just curious. I, was just, I, I, I actually did report it from my Instagram account to see what the response was. Um, and Serge, Sarah tried reporting it again, and we both got this automated response that said the technology um, has likely determined that it doesn't violate their rules, um, but it could be wrong, and um, that they, given the volume of posts, like human reviewers, like aren't available to look at this, but likely. Uh, the count doesn't violate its rules and, and therefore it remained online. But by the time Instagram got back to me, they eventually did look more deeply into it. And then they determined that it actually did violate their rules, but they did not give me many details as to what the rules were. But it seemed like they didn't really actively look at it or at least had a human look at it until after you contacted them. Yes, it yeah. does seem kind of like that. <laughs> um, I mean, we did get that response. Um, right. You know, that said, it, it seemed to me that the technology was somehow kind of weeding out, like, what was a high priority item for human reviewers and what maybe is a lower priority item. Because there are a lot of posts that are posted every day on Instagram. And so... In this case, I guess it didn't rise to the level, even though some of the content was cited in the manifesto, it didn't rise to the level of um, a human needs to look at this. And therefore, the technology steps in and the technology, you know, like I mentioned before, for a human, it's hard to 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 sometimes tell if somebody's joking or using sarcasm. For a machine, it's like even harder. Yeah, I think that's the broader issue that I, I want to discuss is this idea that 
these sites are getting savvier about evading both human and AI moderators by employing things like humor and sarcasm and irony, things that us as normal folks would read and, and can understand the context of it, but maybe f- uh, you know systems and even some moderators might not be able to to scan it. Like, I, w- I want to get a sense of like how big of a problem is that uh, the idea that these uh, that the folks who want to spread hate speech are are employing these kinds of tricks to evade. Uh, these these detection systems. I got a sense from just talking to researchers that it is um, becoming like a tactic that extremists or people on the far right have used um, to kind of evade detection because they can just claim like, oh, I was just joking or this is satire or, and therefore this doesn't violate the rules of the site. Um kind of like the idea of humor and using memes has always been a big part of internet culture um, and is kind of one way maybe extremists can use to radical radicalize other people. Um, so I got a sense that it it has been used before, um, but there weren't any sort of hard numbers they could give me in terms of, you know, how many of these posts or what percentage of posts that are taken down um, use humor or irony. Um, So in that sense, I don't have any hard data, but they sort of like anecdotally, they said that it's been used before. Got it. Um, Is there anything that's happened with the site itself since the story went live? Like I know you said a lot of these social media platforms have, have sort of shut them down, but is the site still up? The website itself is still up. Um, TikTok took down the site after I contacted the platform like fairly quickly. Um, they also wouldn't say what rules it violated, but they said it did violate the rules. Um, it still has a presence on Telegram and Telegram didn't um, respond. But that's kind of an example of how you know, like one researcher was telling me that this is sort of a game of whack-a-mole because there are so many different platforms out there um, that even if they're booted from one major platform, that might limit limit their reach. Um, but there's always these other platforms that they can move to to gain a following or gain traction with, you know, whatever their motive is. Uh, and just lastly, if you or if, if a listener stumbles upon a site that they think is pushing this kind of content or, or doing it in a kind of mass way, like what what should they be doing? I think technically you're supposed to be reporting it, but I, I can't say just based on, you know, my experience and the experience of researchers that um, it will get taken down. I think what was interesting to me is that there were social media users who suspected there was something suspicious about the site. And like at that point, if you have any sort of questions about like maybe if what you're sharing um, is actually not what the user intended, I guess one thing I would do is kind of err on the side of caution and not share it. Um, So that's kind of the, the tactic I would use, but it is really hard, as I mentioned before, to even figure out what the the motive sometimes is behind um, a piece of content. And it's so easy for users to create fake profiles as well. So 
um, just kind of be careful and be wary that anything you see on social media just really might not be what it seems. Yep. Um, some some seemingly obvious advice, but definitely one that uh, bears reminding every once in a while. Queenie, thank you for your time. You can check out our full story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.